Blog oh, Talk know. Radio. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray Tall Rayside. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor, and it is Friday. We hit June finally. Oh, man. Give us a call. Let's talk some sports. 718-664-9098. Like always, RayandTayToday.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, iTunes. We're very social. We're talking sports with friends, and definitely we're going to be joined soon by an amazing guest, guest, Chef Admir from Ben and Jack's Steakhouse, Ray. Wow. I want a steak badly. That is, <laughs> that's going to be great. We're talking NBA finals. Touch on the Stanley Cup final. Um, I guess, you know, he'll be here in a second. Do you want to talk about the Penguins and what's been going on there for a second? You know, there's a championship atmosphere going on in Cleveland and in Golden State, and everybody's talking about that, and we'll get into that, but we oh, yeah. start talking about hockey cities. You know how they used to say that the Red Wings, Detroit, Hockey City, USA. I got to tell you, Pittsburgh Penguins, the interesting thing is they've actually been outplayed totally. in this series. Nashville's the better team. Nashville's outplayed them. Nashville's outshot them, but you know what? Pittsburgh finds a way. They just they were outshot in two games, sixty four to thirty nine the Penguins were. So you're being outshot at home. Nashville's gotta win one of those games though. That's 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 this. No, that was difficult. But look, the Penguins are being more efficient, so give them credit. I mean, especially when they won uh five three, that that game you it's three well, one. One of them was an empty netter. One of them was an empty yeah. netter at the end. But really, they've only only the third period of the last game, game two, right. third period, they outplayed them. So if it was a boxer, you know, it would be 10-8, 10-9, Nashville every round except for, you know, game, uh, third period, second game. So well, that's, yeah. the good, that's the glasses half full if you're Nashville. And you got to think that they're looking for reasons to get back in this series. But more than likely, if Pittsburgh closes us out, we got to start thinking about them as a dynasty. You got to start thinking about Sidney Crosby and his legacy of Guinea Malkin. These guys are putting up big numbers, and you know they're going to have four cups. That's that's a lot. That's a big no, deal. Right. There, you know, you you think about recently the Blackhawks' success. And now the Penguins, it seems like they've kind of taken the mantle and are running with it. And what's impressive is that they've done well even when Sid has been injured. You know, he's had a lot of injuries the last few years, and they still had team success. So now with him playing, and, you know, you can debate if he's 100% or not, but the success is still there. And the whole team is so talented. Goalie's playing great, and you know what? Their game, I think, will travel. I think Nashville is going to give them problems. I think the Predators, that home ice, the, 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 the fans, that atmosphere, the catfish on the ice, they're hyped up. They're excited. I can see Nashville tying up the series. 
I really think we're going to have six or seven games, and it's going to be a lot of fun. But, you know, Penguins are pulling out these wins, like you said, playing, you know, being outplayed, but showing the heart and resilience of a champion. And the thing with hockey is all that can be true, and you're as hot as your goalie, right? It's all (laughs) about your goalie, right? So if Murray can step it up and play well, Pittsburgh probably wins in five. If Nashville finds a way to get to him, they could go six or seven. So that, that's what's crazy about hockey, like baseball. It's all about the next day's starting pitcher. No, it's totally true, Ray. It's, it, that's what's kind of scary and fascinating about it all because uh, it could just be, you know, one random shot on goal that, you know, changes everything, and you're almost defenseless um, in, in, that, in that sense. So it's, uh, you know, I, I'm excited I, I really hope tomorrow night Nashville gets one. I'm looking, you know, forward to that. Um, hopefully, Chef Amir will be joining us shortly. Let's get into a little bit of the NBA, Ray, because what we saw last night, I think, is a level of dominance that we've expected, but we weren't sure when a 73-9 and team loses their bench, but then adds another MVP and all-time great in Kevin Durant, you know, how to gauge it against LeBron and and the defending champs. Well, it's only game one, and last year, remember, they lost game one and game two by a combined, like, 50-something points. So you have to kind of gauge it, but that was a dominating performance. Not so much on the threes except from Curry, but Kevin Durant, six dunks and 38 points um, and 28 from Curry – do you feel as if they still have not played their best? Clay was struggling. You know, Draymond had a versatile game, but only nine points. Can the, war, can the Cavs handle the next level of the Warriors playing their best is a great question, let alone what the Cavaliers have to do and, you know, LeBron and, and Kyrie and, and the bench contributing. What, what are your thoughts about where the Warriors still can go? Look, if you are looking at the glasses half empty, if you're a Cavs fan and you're worried, you need to be worried because you got handled every quarter of that game, the Warriors were better. It wasn't like in hockey where the Predators played well most of the quarters, but Pittsburgh came in. At every moment in time, the Warriors were the better team. Now, LeBron has lost, I think it's six game ones in NBA Finals. No, no, he's one and seven in the eight finals. <laughs> one and seven. Okay, That's so he's lost, yeah, one and seven, right? So he's lost six, uh, you know, times game one. But he's won three championships. So, so give him credit. You know, he knows how to bounce back. He's a resilient guy. But I'll give you some shooting stats. Kevin Durant, fourteen for twenty-five, and got his thirty-eight, eight and eight. That's great. Steph Curry, eleven for twenty-two. But you still lost by 22 points when Draymond Green shot 3 for 12 and Klay Thompson shot 3 for 16. And that's not going to happen on a consistent basis. They have four guys that can light you up, and you have two guys that can light them up. And remember, we're both defense wins championship guys, but this Golden State team plays both sides of the court. Remember what I said I don't think this is going to be a series. I think this this could be a sweep, but I'll give I'll give Cleveland a game in Cleveland. I well, just think Ray, that, 
they're no, not. You're, you're right about it. They're it on could a different be. level. They're on a different level. And and I told you this off the air. They have the exact same motivation that the San Antonio Spurs had in 2014 when Ray Allen hit that corner jumper. Remember, he took Tim Duncan out of the game. Yeah. Boss got the rebound, kicked it out to Ray Allen. Ray Allen hit the big jumper, and they won game six, went on to win game seven. Draymond Green has his foolishness. His fourth technical foul gets suspended for game uh, six and seven, or gets suspended for game Five. Game five. Sorry, get suspended for game five. They, they lost lose game that, six in Cleveland. They lose six, and yeah. then they lose game seven. So, smells a lot like that 13-14, you know, back That's to back. That's a good point. To me. But I'll tell you this. There's a lot of other stories that don't help Cleveland either. 59-50 on the boards. The Warriors were out-rebounded. And you got to believe for Cleveland, the good other side to that is, 31-15 assists, but only a record, a record low setting. Only four turnovers for the Warriors. So Cleveland to can't 20, turn it over right. 20 times, right? And the Warriors are not going to turn it over four times. I got to believe game two is closer, and I think the Warriors could still win it. I think the Cleveland doesn't win until they get to Cleveland. But strategically, I've been saying this, they've got to play bigger. Tristan Thompson, zero points and four rebounds does not cut it. Now, you get a yeoman's effort from Kevin Love with 21 boards, but let's be honest, he's a defensive rebounder, not an offensive rebounder. So whatever's wrong with Tristan, I don't know if it's the Kardashians or whatever. Oh, Ray, don't go there. <laughs> listen, listen, Rihanna, Rihanna put the building on ice last night. Everybody was, you know, you got Durant talking to her, blew up Twitter. Jeff Van Gundy's, you know, stuck talking about her. I mean, Rihanna just, she's dabbing and bowing to King James. I don't know what's going on there. Sure doesn't help for the rumors that LeBron's having an affair with her. She's there bowing to him. But I'll say this, you know, I think Cleveland can play a heck of a lot better, Ray. But that means Thompson. So can go over. That's the scary part. But tell me, all right, so tell me if you're Tyron Lue, because the, the, all the pressure's on Cleveland, I got to think, even though – you know, still the, the, they haven't lost a game at home and that old adage, right, right. series doesn't start until you lose a game at home. But if you're Tyron Lue and you're the brain trust of the Cleveland Cavaliers, what do you do? I think you have to mix the lineups up a little more than he did. Um, we didn't see that much Shannon Fry. Corver played the quietest, what, 20 minutes I, I've ever seen. Um Barely, you know, noticed him on the court. I, I think I need to see LeBron more at the one or at the two in the sense that I, I want more size. And that means I need, you know, whether it's, you know, if Thompson's not effective offensively, you have to don't let them play five on four. And you could have Love play center, but give him two other big bodies, whether it's Derek Williams and, you know, Shannon Fry, or you get quality minutes. You know, Richard Jefferson played good, but you can't have Richard Jefferson on David West. I hated that. You know, you have to try different things, but I cannot live with that small lineup. And to me, you know, Shannon Fry didn't see the game, but he helps spread the floor. You know, he really does. So I'm, I'm sort of shocked that he didn't play. And then I, I, I really need Shumpert because he can help play good defense. I need Shumpert to be able to score a little. You know, he gave you the 17 minutes, 
Um, he had that one shot, but you know, you, you just and Jr. disappeared. You know, so I don't know. I, I, I'm mixing and matching my lineups, and there's times where if I'm not getting offensive rebounds from Tristan Thompson, then I'm getting him out of there. And I'll tell Kevin Love, go be your old self in Minnesota, and you go get the offensive glass and don't just shoot threes. You know what I mean? Because he can do it, but he needs that opportunity to, to crash the offensive glass. So I, I, I try to mix it up, you know, and I see if Derek Williams, you know, who was the former number two pick can do some things. Little Jefferson, but Shannon Fry can be a factor, you know. So All right. I mean, at the end of the day, this is the thing. These two teams have seen each other for two straight finals. Now, people have come and gone, right? Matt Barnes, uh, Harrison Barnes is out, and Delavadova's out, and Durant is in, and Corver's in. But at the right. end of the day, the major pieces, they've seen each other. So that's what makes this series even more interesting. We've never had a back-to-back-to-back finals in the NBA with the same two teams. So right. this is a grudge match of teams that, granted, they're in different conferences, but they know each other. They know each other's strengths. They know each other's weaknesses. And the, the interesting point for me is this is the one team, I think, where it doesn't matter what LeBron does, meaning, of course, it matters. I'm, I'm, I'm exaggerating a little bit. But right, right. LeBron can give you, let's say what Durant gave you last night, 38, 8, and 8, <laughs> and they can lose. So they yep. need that plus. They need Kevin Love to do what he did. They need Kyrie to be Kyrie. They need to do more. One I think Love and Kyrie have to do more. Maybe, they really and, and they definitely can't go 0 for 3 in 20 minutes for, from Kyle Korver. And maybe they need Channing Fry to, to bang some threes and not get a DMP coach's decision because he stretches the floor. So yeah, and he's got height. And that pulls Draymond or Kevin Durant out because one of them is going to be on him. So I'm baffled by that decision not to play him because he, you know, he forces – you to put someone on him that's bigger. You're not going to just put Steph on him because he can go inside a little bit. I don't know. I, I would definitely work him into the lineup, um, and I would work him in early just to see, you know, even if, I, even if you wanted to, your first, you know, let's say, you know, substitution, Thompson's not doing much again, bring Fry in for Thompson and just see Fry love and Braun in, in, in the front court. Um, but if J.R. Smith's not shooting for you, and not giving you the offense. And I want to see him go to the hole, not just shoot three. I find that Cleveland didn't push the envelope and be more aggressive going to the basket, where the Warriors, because the Cavs were so concerned about the three and so up on it, that's how they had all those dunks, and they kept going to the basket. And, you know, the Cavs played Matador defense. So, well, now Cleveland has got to get back to, yes, I know they love their pick and roll in the isolation, but – 15 assists, you need more. So you got to swing it around a little bit more. But you also need LeBron to penetrate so then he can kick out to open threes. That didn't happen. So they've got to be more aggressive. I think that's without doubt. And they all know that. Um, You know, LeBron is a coach on the floor. And so he's that savant that he'll know and play back the game in his head and assess what he did wrong. And you'll see next game, he's going to be going to the basket like crazy but also creating the hockey assist, 
kick it out to Jr. and then Jr. can swing it to Love for the three or to Kyrie and vice versa. You know what I mean? And that's what they need. That the ball's got to move. It really does. So another thing to keep in mind, if you want to think the glass is half full, is there's very few teams out there that can really deal with this Golden State team, but the Cavs are probably the one team that can. Because if you look back, they were they lost the first series 4-2, but you could argue that even without Kevin Love, they played exceptionally well in most of those games. The problem is, you know, the Golden State Warriors are a 48-minute team. Most of the teams can play very well for 30, 35 minutes, 40 minutes, but, but can't do it for 48 minutes. And then down 3-1, they came and won two games in Oakland, the Cavs. So Cleveland fans, it's not over, despite what I say, right? If I'm a betting man, I'm definitely not betting on Cleveland. Well, I'm all Ray, about Ray, not only is it not over, if Chris Paul doesn't go to San Antonio or Kyrie or Kyle Lowry, which might not even be enough, I'm going to kind of bet you fourth, fourth. that this will happen four or five years in a row. Because the question is, and we didn't talk about it last show, the two closest teams to interrupting it are probably Boston and the Spurs. Maybe you can throw in a little bit of, depending on the Clippers, what they could do, um, and, and, the, and the Wizards. But if Boston doesn't get a, a Gordon Hayward and a Paul George or, or and a Mello or Jimmy Butler, you know, and if San Antonio doesn't, you know, keep Parker, if he retires and, and Ginobili retires and they don't really get another scorer to help them in a pure point guard, you can't roll with Patty Mills, no one's going to break this up. There's no reason to believe if everyone's healthy and the chips are all down, it'll be Golden State against, um, you know, against them again. So, I, I know, think that'll be the case. Sounds, I, I, there, there's no evidence out there to say you're wrong. So, I got to say you're 100% right. And the only thing that could stop one of these teams is a catastrophic injury. You know, somebody blows out an ACL. And and, and truthfully, Golden State could even absorb one of their big four going down and still make it in theory. Cleveland couldn't. Cleveland couldn't. I don't think if LeBron or Kyrie went down that they they would make it. Um, But I think Golden State could. So how crazy is that? We're sitting here enjoying the uh, history being made, the first three-time – NBA Finals matchup with the same teams, and yet we're saying in the middle of that, it could happen again. Cool that. So, quite crazy. Yeah, no, you're right. It's, um, it's one of those things, Ray, where I, I kind of feel as if uh, I think we might uh, have, might our, have our guest. All right. Hello, this is Ray and Tay today. You're on the air. What's going on, fellas? Oh, look, man. How you doing? Uh, oh, look. What's up? What's up? Friends of the show <laughs> calling an NBA Finals. I remember, oh, look, you and I were going to the going to the match with Golden State last year. We had them up 3-1, and we are like, it's done. It's a wrap. 
So I know. We got to do it. A lot, a lot of tears. A lot of tears when I when I had to preach on y'all last year about LeBreezy <laughs> getting it done and, and Kyrie. Well, this year, oh, that was a heck of a start. And I'll say this because I had a debate with Ray and our friend Hank, and I want to bring you in on this, oh. Um, our guest might join us soon. If he does, we'll just have you hold on. But Kevin Durant, already a top 10 small forward. Last night and before that, I was saying that he's, you know, on his way, if they win this, to being in the top five, whether you rank him with Elgin or Dr. J, he's still behind LeBron and Larry. But this team is going to probably, healthy and everyone signed, be back next year and the year after. And Kevin Durant, when it's said and done, averaging 27 points a game, playing great defense, his most efficient season ever, might have an MVP and two or three NBA titles. To me, that puts him definitely at number three and potentially catching Larry Bird. What do you think? Um, you know, it's. I think the big thing about that is that I – I think he has a chance to catch or even go past Larry Bird, but it really depends on if they can keep this team together. I think you're going to see what's going to happen after this year if they win. I mean, he came in taking a pay cut. It's really seeing if everybody else is on board and why they're going to probably even adjust. But you just sort of the, the lapses of the Cavaliers against him. I mean, he changes the whole dynamic. You know, there's no Harrison Barnes out there anymore. you got KD, and that's the big difference. And this guy is just playing with a head of steam that you know, I've never, I haven't seen him with before, which is great. You know what? We had this debate off the air, and I, you know what? I gotta call my all my old school fans out there and just say, don't forget about. I'm give you three names. Say John Havlicek, with all of his titles, averaging also like 25, 26 a game. Mm-hmm. Dr. J, Julius Irving. No ABA and NBA. Julius, ABA and NBA. What is he just title. The fifth or sixth leading scorer in NBA history. And, you know, there are guys, that, that, that those, and Elgin Baylor, right? So, but the minute KD wins, I think he passes Elgin Baylor. Because Elgin Baylor was a phenomenal scorer and rebounder. And there were seasons when he was averaging like 30 and 15, but yeah. he never won a championship, despite the fact that he played with Jerry West and Will Chamberlain. You like, put him past he Pippen? Just knew it. You put him past Scottie Pippen, the best number two guy ever? Not yet. Not yet. He, I Not think yet. he definitely will move past, he'll, he'll move past Pippen now. I mean, it is, he's more phenomenal than Pippen. I mean, you're talking about a seven footer that can pull up. Have a handle. I mean, Pippen had a handle too. But he can, but he 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 can dominate the game like I haven't seen nobody his size from inside and outside. It's hard to tell. It's hard. Like LeBron's that different type of athlete. KD's that different type of athlete that is just transcendent. And you know, I feel the, the same way. He's in. I feel the same way. And people forget just because he he hurt the foot after winning the MVP, and then he got mm-hmm. hurt this year. This year he was on pace to potentially be an MVP as well. I mean, yep. he shot, what, 54% from the field this year? I mean, he was averaging 26, like, 8 and 6, or 8 and 4 assists. 
I mean, Kevin Durant was having an amazing season. His career average is 27, and you're seeing that he's even better once he left Russell. He's playing with great superstars and, 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 and you know, Thompson and Curry, and he's even outshining them. It's because, and you could debate with, Ka- you know, Kawhi Leonard, but it's because he's the second best player in the NBA on the planet. And that's who Kevin Durant is. And last night, I think he kind of made everybody be like, um, I thought I'd remind y'all. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still that dude. And even though Russell Westbrook is Instagramming out that he's watching Sister Act 2, he's like, listen, you need to watch ABC and show me some respect because I'm balling. So the thing I I also enjoyed seeing about KD is he in his prime right now, and he looks young. He looks like he had pep in his step. He looked vivacious. Now, Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's a little bit of Cleveland's, you know, both teams had a week off, so they both had had that, you know, hiatus before the start of the series, but... He just looked younger and peppier and more, you know, in that mano imano. He looked like, you know, he was the man and LeBron wasn't. Now, LeBron is still LeBron, right? I'm not taking anything away from him, but he was just a little bit faster, quicker, niftier, and he's taller than LeBron, you know? He's, yeah. he's a pro. Like, I, was oh, impressed how, I was impressed how he took it to the basket because you don't normally expect that from him. And he went with authority. And that's how LeBron's got to play game two. But if Durant keeps that up, whether Clay gets hot or not, it's just hard to beat them. Especially now Curry's got to stay hot too. But I got to tell you, now one thing was interesting. Curry was struggling the first quarter defensively. Every time they pick and rolled him or, or, or did, you know, isolation. I mean, Kyrie, first of all, can we just stop for a second and give Kyrie the love that nobody finishes at the basket with more difficult shots he has mastered the layup like Kareem mastered the sky hook. Kyrie is oh, amazing. Definitely. Amazing. Yeah. Unstoppable. Unstoppable with the backboard. Oh. Unstoppable. You know who you he know. reminds me of? He's a much better finisher than him. But, but for little guys, remember how good Allen Iverson finished and Rod Strickland? Like these mm-hmm. are oh, guys Strickland, yeah. that you didn't really look at them. I mean, when LeBron finishes, you're like, okay, fine. You're 6'8", 250. Like, okay, I get <laughs> I get how you can finish, but, you know, these little guys, you know, and, and, and Kyrie's bigger than both of them, but he reminds me of these guys that just get in there and are able to use both hands, keep the balance. He has great English, like his ability to spin the basketball oh. when he's in, in tight confines. He's, he's great. He's great. Now, now, to his detriment, a guy that talented on offense, you know, He's just a little bit – he'll never reach that super mega crazy star until he decides to be a defensive stopper too. Um, he's not – you know, he's somewhere between Ole and a defensive stopper, more on the Ole side on defense. Uh, so I expect more from him. But no, he's not Chris Paul. Right. He's not Chris Paul. He's not Westbrook defensively. He's not John Wall. But when you talk about a clutch scorer – that if we're being honest, he won the NBA Finals last year. He, yep. you know, wins games and, and different things, you know, takes over a game and has to win it just like D-Wade did. Kyrie is that dude. And, you know, I, 
I don't think LeBron holds him back because I think he needs a LeBron. But as LeBron starts to go down in a year or two, it'll be interesting as Kyrie starts to ascend more, that sort of balance of now it's Kyrie's team a little bit more and LeBron's playing a little bit of a lesser role. You know what I mean? I want to see Kyrie in that situation if they choose to stay together. You know, we don't know if LeBron's going to go out to L.A. You know, you never know with LeBron. But Kyrie, man, is definitely a pleasure. What do you think is wrong with Klay Thompson? Well, he's playing too much. He's defending some of the best players in every series. Oh, yeah. His defense never stops. That's what you love about him. So he, he he's locking people up, but they tried to get him involved yesterday. He gave him 16 or so shots. He was just off. I mean, the other other I think also he has the pleasure of just focusing on defense because KD's out there. So they are right. trying to get him involved. And let's think about this. Cause I looked at that game and I was thinking, these guys are down by 22. Clay Thompson is stinking it up. Uh, Draymond Green just got ahead of steam like late in the third quarter, and they're down by 22. Clay Thompson having another game like that, that's not going to happen, especially trying to force feed him to get going. What would have happened if three of them are hitting? That's going to be a problem for them because they're going to have to resort to bully ball like they did last year, be real physical. But I don't think it matters right now because the thing is that people don't realize, I don't think we've ever seen somebody this efficient that shoots the basketball, not like Shaq because he don't, but this efficient and this good from the free throw line. I mean, this dude is shooting 60% average, 56 to 60% a game he's shooting. I mean, that's phenomenal. Right. That's true. And think about this whole – think about the big three for Golden State. You can't put them on the line. Curry's a 90% shooter. Durant's yep. a 90% shooter. Thompson's yep. an 85% shooter. I mean, you, you can't foul these guys in the fourth quarter. Draymond But is that one of the ways – one of the only ways they can really win. Remember, last year they beat them. It was like uh, 94-89. Maybe mm-hmm. they need to yuck it up, make it more physical, slow down the pace. Sort of like what I was saying, go bigger. Look, oh, Shannon Fry, he's got to play in that game. Not only does he make them play defense on the guys, but he's taller and he can shoot threes. If Kyle Korver and Tristan Thompson aren't giving you anything and, and Tristan's not doing anything on the offensive boards, you have to play Fry, play Derek Williams. Uh, Ty Lue was a little slow, I thought, on the rotations and trying different things. And I think sometimes you have to play LeBron at the one or the two to have a bigger lineup. Warriors are too long. And when you're getting yeah. stuff from – you're getting good play from JaVale and Zaza, I mean, mm-hmm. let's be honest – those two guys were better than Bogut last year in any of the games. They played pretty oh, yeah. darn good basketball. Mm-hmm. JaVale oh, McGee was yeah. great. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But so you here's the thing. I think, if you're, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, you, you, Ty Lue sees something that we can, you, can, you know, too. You, you can't outshoot Golden State. You're not gonna, so if you try to put Shannon Fry and Gerald Smith, what's going to happen is when they clank the basketball, they're running up the court. That, and after two times that happens, then what? They're defensive liabilities. Kevin Love really shocked me playing as well as he did. 21 rebounds. He had a double-double. But the way they're playing, you've got to have somebody out there that can give it and defend. And the problem was with Cleveland, that's why it showed yesterday. When you're playing inferior competition 
and now you step to the big boy thing. That's like game two will be different, but they weren't even – that's why they couldn't even keep up with them. You've been blowing out bums in the East, basically. And then now you come step up to these guys who want revenge. It, that, that first game was a wake-up call, like, we got to play for real. So they're going to blow us off the court. So that was, that was another one of my questions. So remember, this is the same Cleveland team that made 25 threes early in the season and set the record for threes in a game. Mm-hmm. But, like you say, oh, if you do that, you're shooting right into Golden State. Put it like this. If you shoot them, you better make them. Because if you don't, they're going to punish you, not with twos, but with threes on the other side. So, you know, maybe in spurts you need to do that. Uh, because, mm-hmm. like you said, bully ball, I think they're ready for it. You know, Zion, yeah. Draymond, and JaVale can protect the rim, and, and, and they saw the formula last year. So, so maybe they almost got to think – this sounds crazy, right? But they almost have to think, like, in college terms. You know, break the game down – into four or five minute segments and maybe try to do different things. Cause I don't think you can do the same thing for 48 minutes on golden state. They're just too no. smart. And they're too- giving LeBron credit, right? Give him credit. That's why he wanted Andrew Bogut. That's why he said, I wanted Derek Williams, Darren Williams, because he knew he was going up against a monster. He is a great GM. And if they had Bogut, this would be a different series. So you know what I mean? Like, I give a LeBron a lot of a credit where during the season, remember, you know, the media, they just say stupid things. Oh, he's crying. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have enough. No, he knew what he was going up against. He knew the East is Fugazi and that playing against the Warriors was going to be another worldly challenge. And if they had Bogut, I guarantee it'd be a way different series because guess what? They could be more physical. Yeah, that you know? works in the half court, though. They start running in transition, Bo gets gone. He can't run up and down the court. I agree, but he, he, he would do enough in terms of controlling the glass, keeping balls alive, that Golden State is not going to be having the same type of breaks and runouts. And to argue or to say what you guys were just talking about, another thing, Cleveland could go smaller, play LeBron at power forward or center, go at love at center, LeBron at the four, do Jefferson at the th- three, uh, Kyrie and Shumpert, Kyrie and Jr. Spread them out and, and go speed and, and, and shoot threes. You got to try that as well, you know? Hey, you got to try anything because, <laughs> you know, vanilla on vanilla, you know what I'm saying? You, you're going to lose that chess match every time. You might get swept. Uh, I, I, I still keep to my – Cleveland wins LeBron one and Cleveland, but they're, they're losing in five. It will not get swept. I guarantee that. LeBron by himself could get one game if he chooses gentleman to. Gentleman sweep. It will be a gentleman sweep. They'll win one game. <laughs> oh, man. Well, listen, as an <laughs> NBA we, we fan. Said, we said something similar last year, though. All so, so right, look, as an NBA suffering fan, I want at least six or seven just because I'm not ready for the season to end. Because we had such little games in the playoffs, such boring playoffs, you want to see the two best teams at least play each other six, seven times. At least I do. Well, not only know. that, but they're spreading these games out. Oh, yeah. It's like oh, one yeah. game every Sunday three days. So Wednesday. we're going Thursday, <laughs> Sunday, Wednesday, yeah. Friday, yeah, Friday, Monday. Like, really? <laughs> I, I don't think it's going to go six, seven games. I think that you can't underestimate when somebody – you have three 
a team that's been affected by LeBron James and the, and the Golden State, I mean, and, and the Cavaliers. Mike Brown, don't forget how his intentions is are right now because he was cut from the Cavaliers two times. And then you have KD, who when he faced up in the finals, he was averaging 30 against LeBron, and they have, they've shut KD out of the, even the talk of being elite. You have a lot of people on that team that are hungry. And you yeah. know when you have nothing but revenge and hunger, you better bring it because they are bringing it. And no, you're right. Cleveland looked, my... like, Cleveland looked like they were already rich and fat, and Kevin Durant yeah. and Curry are like, um, we want to play for legacy too. Because remember, people have been disrespecting Curry because last year oh, he definitely. wasn't 100%. The year yeah. before, he didn't play great, and Iguodala got the MVP. Now, he still averaged 23 or 25 in the finals, but Iguodala yeah. got the MVP. So Curry's like, wait a minute, I've won MVP twice. Um I'm going to get busy in this finals to shut everybody up. I'm still that dude. And Durant's like, mm-hmm. I've never won a ring. I'm a former MVP, and I'm healthy, and I am that dude. So Cleveland's got a lot to face, man. They got a lot. You've got to start thinking, look, they won 73 games last year, ironically, the, the, the season that they didn't win the championship. But if they win, you know the talk will start about they were a Draymond Green, you know, Kick to the privates away from three in a row. Three in a row, yeah. And yep. just being the modern day, you know, Celtics of the '60s, I guess. You know, this, mm-hmm. this team, they, they uh, obviously the Lakers had two three peats, and you know, the, the Spurs won five titles, never, never, mm-hmm. even, never won back to back, but but won it in a, you know, in a, in, during Tim Duncan's career. So. Mm-hmm. This team, you got to start thinking dynasty. You got to start thinking legacy. I mean, that, that's probably the only thing that's going to motivate these guys now. Yeah, I think the motivation is who they're playing right now. I, mean, I don't even think they're thinking that far down the line, honestly. I think that they're thinking it's payback. Yeah, I'm thinking in the off season. No, you're right, Olu. You, you, yeah, you know, there's it, a lot of they they know, they're focused just on the Cavs right now. But then oh, sure. next, but, but see what's so crazy? People are so caught up that these guys are playing each other three years in a row. I just was mm-hmm. telling Ray. It's very easily going to be four or five or six years in a row. Cause yeah. Well, they got to determine what's happening with Kevin Durant, right? Isn't he on a two-year contract? He can opt out this year, and then they got to also sign Curry too. So, mm-hmm. but he right. might not opt out. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the, now they do these like two-year deals where you have a one-year player option. But I, I can't see people say, "Oh, he might go back to OKC." No, he's not. No, he's not going to play for us. Westbrook there. Yeah, exactly. He's not going, going back yeah. to Oklahoma City. <laughs> and then the, and then they say, oh, Curry might go to Charlotte to go back home. And I'm like, no. eh, no, no. He, he's Listen, these guys enjoy playing with each other. They're similar mm-hmm. guys. They're more quiet. I don't want to say nerdy, but they're more quiet, humble guys. They like each other. They have fun. You know, Draymond's the more the rah-rah, but they – they like playing with each other. Why? What's to, why would you leave? They're about to go to San Francisco in Silicon Valley, Ray, and make even more money off the court. Why leave? Mm-hmm. Can we just yeah. can we just roll the clock back a second? So it's June of two thousand and nine. The NBA draft is on, and <laughs> the teams are selecting in the one, the two. We can go through all the selections, but the one that hits home. Number six, the Knicks are picking seven, and we're uh, like, all right, 
faultless, faultless. And at number six, the Golden State Warriors take out of Davidson, Steph Curry. And the Knicks mm-hmm. take Jordan Hill from Arizona. I thought we were eight and the Warriors were seven, I think. Uh, I think Curry is the seventh pick. You might be right. I can't I remember, but I, seven, I, no, you're right. I thought he was the seventh pick. Either way, you're right. You're right. It's heartbreaking. It's totally Seven heartbreaking. Eight. So one pick away from having Steph Curry on our team. <laughs> mm-hmm. But remember, though, for the first couple of years, people didn't think Steph Curry was going to be that good at all. He had ankle Right, off. and he had ankle issues. Yeah, right? he had a lot of ankle issues. Leg issues, and people he almost got small. shipped to, uh, to Milwaukee instead of Monte Ellis, remember? Yeah, uh-huh. They say it was too Milwaukee. small, too light. Yeah. Ankle problems. It's um, amazing. Give him, but listen, give the Warriors credit because except for Durant, everybody else is a great draft pick. Draymond, second round. Clay Thompson, yeah. what, a 12th or 10th pick. Uh, you know, Curry, seventh pick. You know, uh, Livingston was a trade, but um, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Iguodala was a trade, but it's been organic. It's not like they've signed a bunch of free agents like Miami came together. They mm-hmm. drafted Harrison them, Barnes was a tra- was a was a yep. draft pick, right? Was a draft mm-hmm. pick, yeah. yeah. So they've drafted well and developed what they had. That's a that's a good sign for people like Spurs, the Blazers, Celtics. You know, I mean, what mm-hmm. if Markel Fultz becomes this next great player? We don't know. He might come in and just dominate as a scoring point guard. He might be a, a Westbrook next year in the NBA or in the next two years. So Boston mm. might might improve, you know, and then they saw, sign Gordon Hayward and trade Isaiah Thomas and next year's pick and go get you a Jimmy Butler. I mean, the Celtics, very quickly, the Celtics could be a formidable competitor to the Cavs if you really oh, yeah. go add some dogs. You know what I mean? They really could. Yeah, I say one thing, one thing to you, Ray, think about this, that you say going back in time. You know what team, if they would have kept it together, would be right here, maybe the one who set a Golden State, OKC, OKC. if they kept everybody. You think about it, they had Harden, Westbrook, um, Durant, Ibaka. Ibaka, yeah. And they could have but they kept Ibaka over now. Harden, and that was the mistake. You could go get well, they a late forward anywhere. They should have got yeah. rid of Ibaka and kept Harden, because you can always replace Ibaka. You can't place and find another Harden. Well, if and the worst they part keep all those that, players, they could have kept all of that. They could have made it work. That Bennett, the owner who moved him from Seattle when he bought the team from, from the Starbucks guy, Schultz, mm-hmm. he did it only because he didn't want to pay the luxury tax, which yep. in this day and age sounds crazy because the, the, the cap has, has grown tremendously <laughs> to $120 million, whatever it is. So – just by going over by a couple million, going over the cap, he gave up James Harden, who's now James Harden. Right? At the time, we were like, all right, he's good out of Arizona State, lefty. You know, he, he kind of disappeared in that finals, but you said he's a rookie, so he'll mm-hmm. bounce back. But to give up uh, an MVP, think about that team, right? Russell Westbrook wins an MVP, Durant wins an MVP, Harden yep. wins an MVP. <laughs> that team had three MVPs on it. Yep. That's hard to find. Mm-hmm. No, they're, they're, they're ki- uh, Presti's killing himself every night, I'm sure. The whole organization. So, oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. listen, we'll be back on Monday. Oh, it's going to be a good sports weekend. You know, hopefully we can yeah. get our guests to come on another episode. But um, I'll tell you this. I think Sunday will be much closer 
but I'm gonna take the Warriors like 105, 100, <laughs> and say and say and say they 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 do what they did last year and hold home court. But mm. game the game will be a lot closer come uh, you know come Sunday night. Yeah, I agree. It'll be probably. 20-point loss instead of 23. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'll split the difference. But you got 20 and you have five, so I'll say 12-13. Uh, I think it's still Golden State, especially in Oakland. Like, at the Oracle, I, I just don't think that uh, Cleveland's got that juice to go beat them in the Oracle. Yeah. All, All right, gentlemen. gentlemen. All right, and does something Matrix style, you know that they're not winning in the Oracle. Hey, Kyle Corver's going to hit a shot, and Shannon Fry will at least give you two or three three pointers if the, if he plays them. Come on, Ty Lu, play them. <laughs> All right, fellas. Well, have a great weekend. I'll catch All right, have a great weekend. Great call as always. And we will talk to you on Monday. Definitely. All right.